Hello and good morning. My name is uh, Jill Wigmore Welsh and I'm based here in Reading in Berkshire, UK. And I'm just starting to do some live stream shows to introduce more people to the work that I do. And the reason I'm doing that is I'm passionate about it. And it can be that uh, some of the processes I've learned to do over the years are things that can help you with some of your health related problems and also some of the um, difficulties that you might have with your thinking and your mind. So if I just explain who I am, because I actually do have um, a podcast here which you can access and it's called Legacy Life Training with Jill. Now I set that post that podcast up in 2008, which is a long time back now. I was an early adopter to podcasting and I set that up in order to be able to provide you listeners, if you like, with um, material that you could use if what you were doing was going on an inner journey to help yourself to have less pain, more flexibility and mobility, better sleep, better quality of life, better relationships, um, better ability to actually fulfill your passions and dreams. And I began to upload onto this, my podcast, some recordings that I already had that I had prepared for clients, people who come in to see me at my clinical practice in Reading in Berkshire, UK, which is about 22 minutes outside London. So I uploaded some of those recordings and really every now and again just added to them. So you'll find that if you go and have a look at my podcast, you'll find there's a variety of recordings. Some are hypnosis, clinical hypnosis based recordings. Some are um, clinical Feldenkrais movement recordings and some of them link through to um, YouTubes, etc. that I've put up over the years. So, you know, just to start off so that you know um, a little bit more about who the host is today, if you happen to be coming in and you think, who's this person, who's this voice? Yes, this is an English voice. I have lived in England all my life. I was brought up here and I am a fully registered and regulated um, physiotherapist. So I'm a consultant physiotherapist expert in rehabilitation and recovery after um, neurological and musculoskeletal injuries, including brain injury, and also chronic pain management. I'm also a clinical hypnotherapist. So I'm a clinical hypnotherapist. Um, let's just turn this up a little bit to make sure you can hear me. Uh, I'm also a clinical hypnotherapist, which means that um, I am registered again, regulated, um, and I'm a senior psychotherapist. I've done a lot of other training over the years that I could list, acupuncture, um, manipulation and mobilization techniques, um, Reiki, I did Reiki mastery at, at one point, I, I did a lot of hands-on training, um, bodywork training, etc. Um, but as I say, the, the four, or so sorry, the Four main titles that I, I work with now that I currently um, integrate is, as I say, I'm a, a senior psychotherapist, I'm a consultant physiotherapist, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, and I am also a wellness coach. So what I thought I'd do today, because I wasn't expecting there to be many people on, uh, I thought what I might do is I might talk you through 
one of the clinical Feldenkrais lessons, and if you've again, if you've not come across Feldenkrais before, there is a, a podcast on my legacy life that explains a little bit about Moshe Feldenkrais, um, and he was a chap who died way back now in 1984, and his work has lived on through people such as myself who've completed the four-year basic training and who use that, the work that they learned, that I learned, that I applied to myself and also to, to my clients. And because I've been a clinician working with people with health and well-being problems, um, then, of course, the people who I... Um, I work with do tend to have, if you like, medical labels. But whenever I record lessons and I put them up on here, I always say to people, listen, this is meant to be a medical treatment. If you are um, going to do some movement work, you need to make sure you check with your doctor. I don't want to find that people are doing this work and then hurting themselves. There are an enormous number of benefits to doing this as far as I'm concerned. I actually, my past, my own story is that when I began to start to do the work in 1990, would you believe, I first came across it, um, I'm that old. Um, I actually had a lot of chronic pain. I'd been involved in a relationship which was really quite abusive and traumatic. And I was um, just just really beginning to start on my pers own personal development journey, which... You know, that, that was sort of, I was an early, well, no, not an early doctor, I was a late arriver, really, at this whole thing um, called personal development. So if you happen to come on air and you happen to be somebody who's interested in personal development, just, you know, put a message um, in, in, you know, in the box here. I'll try and multitask um, and I'll put a message saying... <laughs> This is my slowness at typing. <laughs> um, there we go. I'll, I'll call it self-learning. So I put a message in to say, um, put a message in if you're interested in self-learning. So what do I mean by self-learning? Well, self-learning is literally going on that inner journey, that inner discovery about who you are. And um, I'm not going to apply or relate to any kind of religions or any kind of belief structures etc but most of us at some point in our life begin to start to go on some sort of inner journey to find out exactly who we are what makes us tick and um it, it makes me smile and laugh when i think of it because the true truth is that i find it quite funny uh, i find myself quite funny actually that i uh, actually went on this inner journey so i started to go on this inner journey after um, really coming out of what had been quite a, an abusive relationship. And I know today in the UK, this is like National um, Abuse Awareness Day or something similar. But I'd been in this relationship and actually I probably hadn't quite realised that it was as bad as it was. Um, and also I hadn't really realised that the person who could make shifts and changes in that was me. So I had a lot of learning to do. And my first encounters with... Um, self-discovery actually came through getting very ill and having a physical breakdown rather than an emotional breakdown I could manage to control my mind my thinking rationally logically what I couldn't do is I couldn't manage the impact of the stress and the trauma etc on what that was doing physiologically so I started to actually manifest symptoms in my body my skin 
I had skin breakdowns, I had all sorts of things anyway. So the first part of my journey was that I went into, um, I went into, um, oh, I'm just seeing I can share this. This is quite exciting. Um, I went into um, exploring. There we go. I'm going to just share this. I'm sharing this onto, um, sharing this onto my, onto my lines because I've just discovered I can share this. And if people then want to come in, they can they can join in, which is quite exciting. I haven't done this before. Um, hold on. I'm just going to see if I can tell. I am a one finger. Okay. I'm going to also put this in my, on Facebook. Um, we'll see if anybody from any of my social media platforms is interested in coming and having a listener or a chat or whatever. Um, as I say, this is just a real experiment. This is... Um, this is something I've not done before. I'm just messing around with it today. So just just vibe with me on this, guys. I'm just trying it out to see what it's like. Um, yeah, it's all right. Cool. It says come and chat. I'm going to put... Um, I'm putting on my LinkedIn, I'm going to come and chat live now. We'll find out if anybody come, anyone comes and chats. So... Coming, coming back to what I was going to do today, I was going to start off the live with a little um, movement sequence, some movement sequences, which if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you know, sometimes refer to something called body sensing and movement awareness. So when Moshe Feldenkrais was alive, he devised this whole massive body of work that wasn't meant to be a therapy. As I've said, it was about self-learning. It was about discovering who you are, being able to become a really mature person, etc. And he had two elements and aspects of that work which were physical. There were aspects of the work that were mind. We can talk about that another day. But there were two elements of the work that were physical, and he called those two elements, uh, the class elements he called, which was the group elements, he called awareness through movement. And the hands-on way of working, which is where you use touch, so you literally just you, you're just guiding the person's awareness and attention, um, and this is a this is through to learn and shift and change that the whole system makes changes. He called that functional integration. So in my work, which I apply in the main to people who have health-related problems, I call that clinical Feldenkrais. The reason I do that is quite simply because I'm a clinician by background. So it sort of makes sense that I call it clinical Feldenkrais. So when somebody has a problem and they come to me, the chances are that they're going to be looking for someone who is aware of all of those medical labels, who's aware of the pathology, and who's actually interested in supporting them to be able to live a much higher quality of life. So I work mainly with people over 50s, 60s and 70s because I'm in that band at the middle <laughs> end, I would say. Not up. I also work, also work with people in their 80s and 90s. I come from a family who live a long, long time. My mum is 95 and she's on target to get to 100, providing she's all goes well. 
So with awareness through movement in my work, the group lessons, I call those body sensing and movement awareness. Because I think awareness through movement is one thing, but body sensing and movement awareness really sums up what the lesson is all about. So I thought we would, I would talk you through a short lesson today. And it might give you a flavour of what the lessons are about. I, I will admit, when I first came across this work, I totally dismissed it. I had no idea what on earth it was that I was listening to. So I tend to explain things to clients, to people who do the work with me, because I think if you've got the background as how and why, it can make more sense. So in this work, we don't demonstrate. So I don't demonstrate a movement to you and say, do it like this. What I want you to do is to enable your, is for you to learn what it is that you do. They really get to know what your habits and patterns are. And then to have options, to have options open to you. And then to choose, to have choice. Because unless you have a variety of different ways you can do things, then the truth is you don't really have options and choice. So that is very similar to a lot of what goes on in cognitive behavioral therapy and coaching practice, neurolinguistic um, psychology or programming or whatever you want to call it, neurolinguistic psychology, uh, just about everything. The baseline, the place to start is what is it that you do? And when it comes to the mind, thinking, thoughts, well, I suppose in a way it's easier to record your thinking thoughts actually either by writing them down or by doing what I'm doing right now, speaking into something. But when it comes to your movement, your physical ability, there's there's so much. You've got so much body, if you like, arms, legs, lungs, tongue, eyes, uh, lips, cheeks, so much that moves, do you understand, that is under your, if you like, conscious control, then you you really, there's there's a lot there's a lot to take in. So in awareness through movement, what we're wanting to do is to enable you to go at the pace that you need to go at in order to actually spend the time finding out what you do in with yourself, your whole self, this whole amazing body that you have. And so we, we don't go fast, is what I'm trying to say. And the truth is that we go slow. So we go slow, we go at a very slow pace, we go small, we work to enable you to understand that, that you don't need to stress or strain and help you to feel what it's like to actually be able to do things in a different way. So if all of that appeals, then what I suggest, because this is my first time on today, um, what I suggest is that um, if you'd like to come back in tomorrow, I will try and see if I can get back in tomorrow morning because I've just looked at the time. I've been on for 15 minutes. and it probably hasn't sounded very exciting. But anyway, I'm going to come in again tomorrow and I will be on around the same time. This is UK time. So this is about 9 o'clock UK time now. So I will be on around quarter to nine, something like that tomorrow morning. I'll try and make sure I 
get myself into a routine, but I am somebody with AD, ADD, attention deficit. So that means that I'm like, oh, there's a golden squirrel over there. I'm going to chase that. Um, but I'll try and get on tomorrow and I'll try and do uh, a body sensing and movement awareness lesson for you live. And if what you want to do is to then put a comment in, if you happen to be live with me, um, afterwards we can do like a little 10, 15 minute lesson and then we can go in after, we can, you can come in afterwards and, excuse me, I'll just start eating my breakfast. So I don't think there's anyone listening so I can, but listen, um, so I, we can, you can put down what it was that you felt and you sensed after you've done the lesson. So I will come again tomorrow. I look forward to meeting with some of you at some time. Take care. Um, have a lovely, fantastic, awesome and amazing day. And I will be in again tomorrow. So I love you. Take care. Bye-bye. Have a good day. And it's a beautiful day, by the way, in England. It's a beautiful day here. Take care. Bye.